I am Sandra Ezekwesele and you come to me for hard facts. Hello Lagos, I am Sandra Ezekwesele and these are your hard facts. Living in the digital age means you're bombarded with information. The federal government is asking Lagosians to believe... Speaker of the House, Femi Bajab, is getting harder and harder to find the truth in the disinformation. Or to put today's headlines into context. One of our soldiers shot me, Sandra, on my reach. That's why I'm here. I ask the tough questions that get to the root of things. The previous election had um, allegations of rigging. Nobody has been able to prove that 2018 elections were rigged. I tell you the history behind the news. I need to take you back. I need to give you a bit of history. Now, Zimbabwe got its independence. I cut through the spin and show you the facts. No, I will, I will let you talk. Coyote, Coyote, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Coyote. There's a reason why more and more Lakotians are tuning in. 570,000 of you. 630,000 people listen to Hard Facts. They know what they're looking for. I am Sandra Ezekwesele and these are your Hard Facts. Lagos. Good afternoon. I am Sandra Ezekwesele and these are your hard facts. So there's this story online um, about a woman in Eloraine right now. This woman has blue eyes. I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know if you've seen the video. It's currently going viral at the moment, right? So this woman has blue eyes and it's very, very rare for a black person to have blue eyes. But here we are. Her eye color very very bright blue her name is Rissy Cat and Rissy Cat got married right and had children and guess what the children have blue eyes as well and now her husband has left them that's why she's going viral she gave an interview talking about how her husband abandoned the children because their eyes are blue and me, I'm over here like, uh, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, sir. Your wife has blue eyes. You met her like that. You said she was good enough to marry. You marry her. Now your children have come and have the blue eye as well. Is it not obvious where they got the blue eye from? If you did not marry madame, if you did not mind that madame had the blue eyes when you were toasting her, why are you now pressed that the children she has given you now have blue eyes? Abi, what make lion bone tiger? So anyway, that's a, that's a story going viral. You even have the First Lady of Kwara State pitching in. She tweeted that she's now in touch with Risi Kat. And she said that her foundation is doing everything that um, they can to take care of Risi Kat and the beautiful uh, blue-eyed babies. You should see the video of these kids. They are, oh my God, gorgeous. With their dark skin and their bright blue eyes. Amazing stuff. Man, I love, 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 love. Uh, um, genealogy and and you know genetics and creation it's just it's beautiful now i am taking care of all six thirty thousand of you first of all i'm going to give you the big three today let's talk about lagos state employment trust fund restarting its ideas hub to help tech startups then we're going to talk about security agents cracking down on revolution now protests while the presidency called them irritating and then let's talk about Edo State Governor, Governor Baseki, removing the roof of the House of Assembly. 
Now remember, you can answer our questions on Twitter, Nigeria Info FM. You can also get in touch with us on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. We're also streaming on YouTube, Nigeria Info FM. And because it's Thursday, we're going to bring you League of Extraordinary Nigerians alongside Eyewitness. Eyewitness starts at 4.30. At that time, you bring to us stories in your part of Lagos that you think we should be covering. If it is 4 p.m., you're going to be hearing stories of amazing, extraordinary Nigerians on League of Extraordinary Nigerians. At 5 o'clock today... I'm going to have a conversation about um, the crisis in southern Kaduna. So let's talk about that. Huh? I'll be talking to a community leader from the area who's going to give us insights into what is actually happening there. Now, of course, there'll be news updates at the top of every hour. So you need to listen to every single minute of every part of Hard Facts so that you get a chance to play just a minute and win 10,000 naira. But right now, let's start with the big three. This is the big on Hard Facts. On 99.3, Nigeria Info. What sectors should the government, the state government, support for job creation? What sectors should the state government support for job creations? If Revolution Now is irrelevant, why are security agencies cracking down on it? And what's going on in Edo State? Those are the big three. Let's talk. Our first story is the latest from the LSETF. That's the Lagos State Employment Trust Fund. In case you don't know, LSETF is a government agency set up to trigger job creation. They run different programs to help people get needed job skills and also help uh, business people with tools and resources that they need to grow their MSMEs. Because if your business is growing, you're going to hire more people, right? So that's what this agency tries to do. And now they have a a, a program. Their latest program is called Ideas Hub. It's targeted at tech startups. That's computer technology um, um, organizations. The guys that build apps, the guys that build software, the guys that build other IT services, this is targeted at them. So those are the only companies that qualify for this particular program. Now, under this ideas hub, LSETF will select a few of these tech companies and put them in what is called an incubator. They're basically going to have um, workspace for free and they're going to have access to stuff like the Internet that they need for building their products. This thing is for 12 weeks. And during those three months, They'll also connect them with industry insiders that can give them mentorship, that can help them uh, um, with resources that they need to improve their products. They'll also have the chance to pitch their ideas and win even more free workspace time. So it, it all sounds pretty good. Now, the reason I am bringing this up is because last week, Friday, we talked about all the innovations that were popping up in different African countries. You remember? And I think we need to remember that right now, Lagos is still among the top three or four tech corridors in Africa. And of course, we can go higher, right? But here we have government actually putting a program together to help the tech sector. And according to the press release, one of the main reasons that they're doing this is that government thinks the tech sector is one place that can help our economy recover from COVID-19 faster. Tech business doesn't um, require as much physical interaction as other businesses. And in fact, in fact, tech actually finds ways for other sectors to do business without contact. 
So you can see why um, there's an argument about um, uh, why it makes sense to put money in tech. There's an argument for why it makes sense to put money in tech. You can see that, especially during a pandemic. But the thing is that we don't all work in tech. All of us are not working in tech. I know a lot of you are business people. I know a lot of you um, are struggling. Uh, different sectors are struggling at the moment under the weight of COVID-19. And even if your sector is not um, struggling, even if your sector is doing great, it's never easy for a new business, right? That's why the first question I asked when we started was, what businesses in your sector you think um, government needs to support? What do you think business in your sector needs from the government to help them do better? Or let me let me rephrase that question. Let me make it easier to understand. Let's say that LSETF has some extra money, right? And they want to do another ideas hub, another ideas hub type of program, right? But they want to do it for your own sector now, right? What do you think they should offer? Let's talk about business right now. Let's talk about business in practical terms. What businesses in, in, in what do businesses in your sector need? Apart from money, because I know that people will say, oh, access to funding. Apart from money, apart from that, what do you need uh, 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 with your business? How can the Lagos State government help with that? And even if you say, oh, okay, fine, I need money. What do you need the funding for? Is it for office space? Is it for training? Is it for logistics? What are the actual actual um, bottlenecks in your sector? 0700-993-993-993. Oh, and tell me what you think about this Ideas Hub program from um, LSETF. What do you think about it? What sectors do you think um, they should focus on next? Right now it's tech. Where do you think they should go next? What do you think those sectors need? 0700-993-993-993. We've got Joseph on the line. Hello, Joseph. Thanks for calling. Fun, right? It's a pleasure of speaking with you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you. Yeah, actually, uh, let me go straight to this point. Hmm. Yes, I consider the clothing line, that is fashion, and then uh, secondly, agri, because those are the two areas that I as a person have, uh, you know, connection with. Okay. What exactly would government do with those two um, industries? Pardon? What would, what exactly would the Lagos State government do for those sectors? Yes, uh, that is to say, uh, revitalization of the agri sector and also empowerment of, uh, you know, the fashion industry and all that. For instance, now, I, I am one of these persons that actually believe that Nigeria can actually consume her own, you know, uh, what's it called, made, uh, made in Nigeria goods and all that. Hmm. Are you getting me? Okay. If we ensure quality, if there are resources, if there are empowerment, if there are training, you know, if there are enabling environment, power, and all those things and all that. And, you know, and equally, if there are, you know, training, you know, for all that and all that. Okay. All right. 
Well, thanks for calling, uh, Joseph. Joseph says empowerment training. Okay. Now, remember that when I talked about what they're offering to um, the tech sector with this ideas hub, I talked about something um, along the lines of a workspace for free, right? And I talked about access to things like the internet, right? That they need for building their products. So there's very specific things. And I'm wondering if there are, there are specific things like that for your own industry aside from money. What do you think um, that um, um, your own sector needs aside money? What do you think they should offer? What do businesses in your sector need? Because, you know, if I say, oh, oh, everybody will say, oh, oh, we need access to funding. Apart from access to funding, or even if it's funding, what will the funding be for? Is it office space? Is it training? Is it logistics? What kind of training are we talking about here? I like that the other caller also mentioned training. Shala is on the line. Hello, Shala. Thanks for calling. Shala, I know you both. Thank you for calling. Welcome. Are you hearing me? You're live on the show. Go ahead. Are you hearing me? Yes, loud and clear. Go ahead. Okay. It's a laudable program. The the program the labor has put up is a laudable program. Hmm. And the tech sector they want to invest in is also a laudable and attractive sector. Hmm. But around that sector, I would like to suggest that if the legal government can invest into it, it will not only boost the economy of Lagos State is to improve the economy of entire Nigeria. Now, there is this thing that is happening in Nigeria presently. Many of Nigerian youths now are not interested in doing or in doing the job like tiling. Most of the tiling that is going on in Nigeria now, you can discover that are people from Putonu. They prefer the the the, the, the building industry prefer to hire guys from Putonu to come and do the tiling for us in Nigeria. And we have a lot of youth who they can train, who they can empower to do that. Hmm. Number two, agriculture. We have been hearing a lot, have been saying it is in the agricultural sector. Hmm. But it has not really reflected much. Let the state governor call people that are interested. Let them have a land for them. Don't give them money. Let them have a board. When they produce, they produce their things, let the government buy it over from them. The reason why they don't to go into agriculture struggle is that by the time they go through the struggle of planting, assessing, they don't know where to sell it. But if the government can assure that, okay, we are provide land for you, mm. we are going to make resources available for you, mm. and by the time you plant and you finish, we pass over to you. Remember the time of our world, we have cocoa pots. The cocoa for the farmer, they will plant their cocoa, they will give them the report of the cocoa plantation industry, they will plant it, they will rear it, but to the time of harvest, they will take it to cocoa pot. The cocoa board will buy it from them and give them money. Turn it out of season. That's correct. Don't make Unfortunately, your line is not very clear, so I had to end that call. But I think we, we get the gist of it. David is in um, Ibeshe Island. Hello, David. Thanks for calling. 
Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Anda. Good afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, concerning the issue you are considering, mm. like uh, other scholars have uh, submitted, I think agriculture should be number one. Okay. And for the mere reason, there's a proverb in Yoruba that says, Ti onjeba kuro ninu ishe, ishe buche. That is, if you take hunger away from poverty, mm. you are good to go. So, and uh, the way I want the uh, government to come in into agriculture is that government should have built a reserve house for at least the major agricultural produce that uh, people need immediately. And the way they can do this, let them go to the farm to buy whatever the farmers produce completely. They can give them the kind of uh, varieties they want them to produce mm. so that they go and buy everything from the farmer. This will encourage the farmers because in a situation where the farmer produces and he cannot sell, it's kill the farmers, Maureen. Not only the money. Okay. Are you there? Yes, I am here. Yeah. So if this can be done mm. at any given time, mm-hmm. you know we have we have land, we have land, and uh, the, the the youth will not be encouraged to go into the farm to even have more produce. Do we have land and in Lagos the, though? Because the, mo- most of us are in the city. Most of us are in Lagos. Where are the lands that we're talking about in Lagos? Yes. Lagos is a model, is a is a mini Nigeria. At least for the for the produce that we have uh, in Lagos, we have the agrarian uh, area of Lagos, like uh, Ikorodu, Epe, um, Badagri. If Lagos can start with those areas, mm. other states in the federation, when they see that uh, this is a good project. Okay. Thank you, David, for calling. Now, what we've been seeing more and more is um, states like Ogun eh, positioning themselves as the food basket of Lagos, right? So we're seeing a specialization happening there where Lagos is outsourcing um, its food production, right? So so what I want us to do is, apart from agriculture, let's leave agriculture aside because that's um, uh, the primary sector, right? Let's talk about maybe the manufacturing and service sector, right? Manufacturing, servicing sector, what would these industries need apart from money? Or even if there's money, what should that money do, right? Because the reason we're having this conversation is that the Lagos State Employment Trust Fund is um, uh, running a program called Ideas Hub, targeted at tech startups. The guys that build apps, that build software, that build IT services, those are the companies that qualify for this particular program that um, Lagos State um, Employment Trust Fund is is um, running. But the Lagos State Employment Trust Fund is a job creation agency. It's a, it's a government agency set up to trigger job creation. Now, with this particular thing they're doing, they're trying to support those in tech because tech is the future, right? But Let's say that, let's say that they had extra money to do other things because all of us are not in tech. I'm not in tech, for instance, even though I use a lot of tech. You're not in tech, even though you use a lot of tech, right? 
if they had some extra money, what do you think that businesses in the sector where you work needs from government to help them do better? If they had another type of ideas hub targeted for your own sector, what do you think they should offer? We're talking in practical terms now. What do what what do businesses in your sector need? If there was money, what do you need the money for? What would the funding go to? Is it office space? Is it training? Is it logistics? What are the actual bottlenecks in your sector? And what do you think about the program that the Lagos State um, uh, Employment Trust Fund is doing? What do you think about that particular program, the Ideas Hub? What do you think that about that? What sectors should they focus on next apart from agriculture? Because I know somebody was about to call me now and tell me agriculture. <laughs> and what do those sectors need? 0700-993-993-993. We've got WhatsApp, by the way. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. 080-959-75805. And yes, share your thoughts uh, via Twitter as well. Twitter is Nigeria. Info um, 99.3. Facebook is also Nigerian for 99.3. We've got. Um, hello. My name is James. James. Hello, how are you? I'm very My well. Name is James. Thanks for calling, James. Yeah, fine. Wonderful program you're having over there. Hmm. So, and uh, you just mentioned now that somebody will talk to you again about agriculture. Hmm. I think when you look at agriculture, is a thing that we cannot shy away from. In the days of the Aulaws, the money from agriculture was what was used to build the western state here. And if you look at the way the whole thing is going now, we need to empower agriculture back. Like as I'm talking to you, I have land that I've acquired in Nikorodu. In Nikorodu, in Akbawa, you talk to the last caller that does uh, legal state has land. Legal, legal state is having arable lands. That are good for farming. Yes, I, so I, I, I agree with you that I, I agree with you that agriculture is important, but agriculture is good. not the only sector. Sandra, when you look at the the, the value chains that are in agriculture, hmm. it's not just in planting or in harvesting. Value chains that are there is just too too much. You have the people that are planting, you have those that want to transport it, you have people that want to process it even into feet for the other side of agriculture. So you have people that want to export it. As I'm talking to you, mm-hmm. most of us now, mm. we are planting things mm. that could be exported out of this country. Ah. I was in South Africa two, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And the day we landed in South Africa, I wanted to take Nigerian food. So I, we went online. Mm. And we got the store where we can buy. When we get there, ask me what we saw live and direct. Mm. Plantain exported from Nigeria here. Fantastic. So what do people so like that back, need? What do people at the higher end of the value chain need? What do those people need? So, so, so what they will need is um, access uh, access to, to the enabling environment that if they have the produce, they can have it as the off-takers. And off-takers can only be government, and that's how it will work. Let me tell you, mm. all the Thailand rice that we are importing into this Nigeria, families are planting it in Thailand. It is the government that is pulling it together, and they back it, and they send it across the world. And that's what they are using as their own source of income. 
just as we are, we are depending on um, uh, what's it called in Nigeria, oil. So we need to go back and empower agriculture and make sure that we are able to harness all the value chains that we have in agriculture. All right, James. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling. So James thinks that uh, for the higher end of the value chain, we need government to stand in as a bulk buyer. Is that um, is that sustainable? Do you think? Does that uh, does that sound like a good plan? Do you think? Uh, think about that and then let me know. Let's move on to our second story. It's revolution now. Security officials arrested peaceful protesters yesterday in Oshun in Abuja and here in Lagos. Agba Jalingo, the journalist, was one of the people that they arrested. Here in Lagos, they arrested 19 people during the protests, but they released them by evening time. Same thing in Abuja. Now, Premium Times is reporting that people arrested in Oshun spent the night in custody. Apparently, they were arrested by the SSS. And the protesters were not just arrested. We saw footage of them being physically manhandled at the venues. There's even footage of a man whose head was shaved by security agents with a broken bottle. Yes, you heard me, a broken bottle. They use a shaved person's head during the protest. Now, we've talked about the rules of engagement for protests time and time again here on Hard Facts. We've had both the police spokesperson and the police commissioner on the show. And they've both said that people have the right to protest peacefully. We've even had constitutional lawyers and human rights commissions say the same thing. This is a settled issue here on Hard Facts. I'm not going to debate it. The simple fact is, as long as people are not violent, they have a right to protest. So that means, during a peaceful protest, government agencies do not have the right to arrest anyone, or scatter the protest, or shave heads with broken bottles. And so they asked Femi Adeshino, the presidential spokesperson, about these protests, and he said, Revolution Now is, quote, a child's play. He said the government is not worried about or paying attention to them. He said they were merely, quote, irritating. Now, that may be or may not be the case, but I think the obvious question is, if revolution now is child's play, why are the security agencies arresting the protesters and shaving their heads with bottles? Did the security agencies not get the memo from the presidency that these protests are just an irritation? That's what I want us to talk about today. The way that police and SSS and others attack protesters. By the way, we're going to talk about um, protest culture on The Big Hard Fact next week, Monday. So look forward to that conversation. Monday, we'll have a conversation about protest culture in Nigeria. Be sure to tune in. Set an alarm right now so you don't forget. Monday, 5 o'clock, it'll be lit. But back to these crackdowns. This is not the first time that we've seen the government crack down on peaceful protests. Even though the right to protest peacefully is guaranteed by the Constitution. Even the Supreme Court has said so. But if you ask the average police officer, he's going to tell you there's no such thing. He's going to tell you about police permit. And I want to know why. Why is there such a disconnect between what our rights are and the way the police treat Nigerians when it's time to express those rights? Is this military hangover, do you think? Is it a lack of education for the security agents or is it because there are simply no consequences? 0700-993-993-993. 0700-993-993.
0809-993-993. You can talk to us about the first story as well. Tell me what you think uh, the sectors are that the state government should support for job creation. And of course, send a message on WhatsApp if you want to. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. We're streaming on Facebook as well, and I want to hear your thoughts there. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. Nigeria Info 99.3. We've got uh, Chimobi on the line. Chimobi, how are you? Ah, is your radio on? Hello, Hi. My name is Chimobi. I'm calling from Ishari uh, White Sound. Go ahead, Chimobi. I want to talk about the issue of the protest. Yes, go ahead. Uh, what, why does it mean uh, there is no permission before the protest? Or does it mean we don't have right to protest in Nigeria anymore? Or are we, are we going to be keep short when things are going, going on in the country? That's my question. Hmm. Well, I'm not a government spokesperson, so I can't answer those questions, Chimobi. Yeah, yeah, at least, at least, at least. <laughs> you are a personal person. You can, you're, well, you're I, also I, have a voice. I have mentioned, number one, you do have a right to protest. Number two, you don't need a permit to protest. Protests are guaranteed. Your right to protest is guaranteed by the Constitution. So that's why the conversation I'm trying to have is why even though the Constitution says one thing, the police commissioners say one thing, the police spokespeople say, say one thing, we we still have security right. agents who are out there cracking down on protesters. Okay, okay, no problem, no problem. Um, but can I can I talk about the previous? Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Go ahead. Yes. The the about the uh, the pastor. Oh no no no! That I don't know what pastor you're talking about. That's not um. <laughs> what pastor are you talking about? There's no pastor on my big three today. Ninety nine point three. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name? Ojade Wale. Thanks for calling. I want to talk about the first topic. Yes, go ahead. The only thing is that our deputy government in Lagos State mm. have a science and tech as this thing that you can do for Lagos State on my city. Okay. That empower a lot of people on my city based on security aspect. Like China, the time that China starts on ICT, it starts on small, small something until they, they get to international world. Hmm. Lagos State, they can do so. Okay. ICT, security leaning. Thanks for calling. We've got uh, Kenneth from Enugu says, Revolution Now is the only way forward in this country because Nigerians cannot continue to watch this fake lead us to Atlantic Ocean. Nigerians must rise up now to make things work out for the betterment of us. All right, Kenneth, thanks for listening to us all the way from Enugu. Good afternoon, Sandra. My name is Goodluck from Alumosho. I'm a software programmer. What I need is constant electricity. That is all I need. All right. Storage facilities for the agriculture sector to enable certain seasonal products be available all round the year. Amaka from Festac says, Amaka, you and me both. Government has finally, um, 
Please don't send me messages like that. And you better know that that uh, message that you just sent is fraudulent. I hope you're not clicking that message. And please don't send that message to your followers. You're just helping uh, fraudsters get their money. Ola from Ogun State says, I think agriculture should be given more focus. I agree with you that agriculture should be given more focus. But all of us cannot be farmers. I, for one, I don't want to be a farmer. So what should people like me do? We've got Bright in Festa. Hello, Bright. Thanks for calling. How are you, Sandra? I'm very well. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you for doing a good job. You and Joyce. Thank you. Oh, okay. Now, see, the protest thing, right, is, is, is part of, you know, like a society where we don't tolerate, you know, dissent. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So you can't beat a child and ask a child not to cry. Mm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, when, a, when a newborn baby is crying, they can't say anything. But by the time they cry, the mother or whoever is around should know that this baby has an issue. You see what I'm saying? Hmm. So protest is it, it's almost the most civilized way of telling somebody, I don't like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So the, the civilized thing to do is, okay, what are you saying? What can we do together? You know, maybe we sit down and talk about it. Or maybe even if they don't do anything, but allow them to say it, then you go down, go into your bedroom and actually analyze what they are saying because mm-hmm. you are their leader. They are saying something. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if they don't listen to the protesters, then that means you don't like criticism. <laughs> you know, hmm. and when you don't like criticism, then it goes back to all you have been saying all this while, like, you know, why are we being abusive? Hmm. Because we are too authoritarian in our lifestyle. Hmm. You know, we don't, you don't, we don't listen to anybody. Hmm. You know, you do it my way or no way. Hmm. But you can't bring it into leadership. Leadership is about carrying people along with you. It's not about dictating what they do. Otherwise, you will get violent. Hmm. You know, hmm. so they should at least listen to the protest. Now that will make you a better leader because people are leader telling you, "Oh, uh, I don't like this." So which means they are already doing part of a job for you. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but when you want to be a dictator, uh, you are inviting anarchy, violence everywhere. Hmm. You know, hmm. so that goes to even being a husband to the wife or parents to the children. Mm-hmm. You know, or teacher in the classroom. Why are you dictating? You know, you're supposed to lead. Actually, rear them. You know, even if they make mistakes. Keep carrying them along, hmm. you know. Then let's keep, let's keep, you know, go to this meeting. They go everywhere, you know, talk about how do we improve the way we live? What are you here for? To drink and eat and go home? Godly, you're not a baby, you know. We're supposed to crack the nut. You know, it's not easy being a country. Everybody's complaining, complaining, but nobody's doing anything. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they're not coming up with any any idea of how we're going to do things better. No, stop complaining. Do something. Hmm. You know, hmm. so uh, my dear, it's a good job you guys doing. Uh, keep calling you to actually, you know, make people know that look, we got to do something. Let's sit down and talk about it. Leave the government alone. They are they are part of us. They grew out of our families, out of our communities, our neighborhood. We know them. They know us. Hmm. So whatever they're doing is what we what we have in our DNA. Hmm. It's not the government. It's the people. You know. All right, Bright. Thank you so much for calling. It was a pleasure talking to you. What do you think about additional saying that uh, the protesters are irritants? And what do you think about the police attacking them? You know, these so-called irritants. Why, why, why is the right to protest peacefully not respected in Nigeria? Why? On Twitter, Ezinu Zadima says, does it mean we can no longer protest? This is our right. We have our right to criticize the government constructively if they are not doing their work properly. That is why protesting is serving as an avenue to air our views. Ambassador Folaya says, Sandra, uh, show me the video of the kids with blue eyes. If you do a simple simple Twitter search or even Google search, Quara, blue-eyed children, 
um, husband. Those are the keywords. It will pop right up. Olatunde Emmanuel says the hypocrisy is too much among the media in Nigeria. Um, their intake are hypocrites concerning Nigeria. Olatunde, uh, first of all, you constructed a sentence that I cannot understand. So maybe you need to look at that again uh, so that I can come back and read it and understand what you're trying to say. Calvin is in Surulere. Hello, Kevin. Thanks for calling. Sandra, it's my pleasure speaking to you once again. You too. How are you doing? Very well. Yes, um, calling the protesters irritants is reckless and unguided statements from the spokesperson of the president. I've been monitoring this man. He has been making a lot of reckless statements, even on live studio. And in a time when they are talking about his speech and finding people and all that, where do we place this now? Having said that, I have said that protest is part of democracy. And in protesting, we must define how we go about it. The protest that will change this country has not yet taken place. Hmm. It will not take place now. When it's going to happen, it's going to be spontaneous. It's not going to be announced, and that is the way I'm going to see it. But given the people that want to nail you already, give them fuel to pour you and matches to match at you. Hmm. It's already, you're already, it's already procedure for cures. The world revolution, you have already given them an, an advantage over you already. Hmm. Because that world is the controversy there. The man that started the Arab Spring did not stand any revolution with anything. He just went ahead and did it. It was today. It's history. So, I advise, I was in the same protest with Shower in 2016. We had a protest together, me and him and Charlie Boy and so many of us. Hmm. That we thought enough is enough. So a government that I, I, I supported, I did all I could do for to come in power in 2015. After we did all we did to make sure that this president came to power, all of a sudden he told us that he wished he was young enough. Then I knew we are in problem. After it took six months to carry the cabinet, we knew we are in trouble, big trouble. And a lot of people came up for me and said, you are the part of people that support this government. But that did not stop me from doing what I needed to do to clear my conscience. But the tagging of this thing, you are already giving these people advantage over you. Go ahead with your protest. Mm. Don't give it any name. Don't tag it with anything. The Cuban Revolution was not tagged anything. People don't, they don't spread ahead. Castro and the rest of people went ahead. And it was today's history. Mm. So I'm advising anybody that's going to protest, because I know personally, on my own side, mm -hmm. the protest that will bring us out of this mess we are in has not yet taken place. It will take place, but it's not going to, it's not going to be, it's going to be unannounced. And the time will come for it is very short. It's coming gradually, and we shall all be here to witness it. But let the revolution people remove that pack and do the normal protest. The, the taking permission to protest is a lot long ago. Why from Father now against Nigeria's government? Mm -hmm. It was applauded by, by the court long ago. Mm -hmm. So you don't need any pardon for any protest. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin, for calling us, Kevin and Surulere. We've got uh, comments on WhatsApp. Let's go to WhatsApp and Facebook and Twitter for a bit. Um, good afternoon, Sandra. Uh, I think they should focus on marine education. Marine industry is one of the areas that can boost the economy. I think education on marine will do. Thank you so much. Favor from Assessor says, I hope I got that correctly. Um, good afternoon, President Sandra. You said it. We all in Nigeria are still wallowing in military hangover and fear. Thank you. Emeka from 
Mushing says. All right, America, thanks for getting in touch. Um, calling Sinikorodu says... Uh, the security agencies manhandle peaceful protesters because there are no consequences. They know they can get away with it, so they keep violating the rights of the people who demand good governance through peaceful protests. I'm happy with those who took part in yesterday's protest. Happy to know that some Nigerians still have the guts to stand up to the government when it is underperforming. For Adeshino, many of his comments are irritating. Collings from Ikorodu, thanks for your message. Emmanuel from Lusada, Ogun State says, we cannot be silent, no matter the intimidation from this government. Protest is the legitimate right of citizens to express their views. PMB is a beneficiary of the same protest under GEJ. If the president's aide feels the protest is a child's play, then why the why the clamp down? Alright. Oluwafemi from Apapa says, Sandra, no country becomes great investing on subsistence agriculture. If you ask me, I think it is really great investing in tech. Oluwafemi, thank you for sending your message in. Honor Caleb says, I think the media are actually not doing their job in challenging the Nigerian government, instead focusing on their own personal gain. When you say the media are not doing their job, what do you think Nigeria Info does every single day? Dania Abayomi says, protests should be part of democracy and government of the day should allow peaceful protests. Okay, let's uh, go to Facebook where we have a few thoughts. Ebi Ambal says, if people want to protest against corruption in government, what I expect the head of a government that claims to be fighting against corruption to do is to be the voice of the protesters, doing so as a grand patron of their uh, protest movement and not to crack down on them or silence the voice of the protesters. We have young people waiting for Bullion Van to give them the orders to protest. If the Lord of Bodilon gives them the go-ahead to protest, they will do so. So Femi Adesino is absolutely correct. Those persons who came out to protest against corruption, insecurity and general misgovernance yesterday are just a tiny fraction of young people. Joshua Darien Day says, I think government can reduce tariffs put on new delivery agencies. That's what they can do to help businesses. All right. Adu Oluwashei on Facebook says, it is unfortunate that the so-called educated elites in Nigeria behave like barbarians. This is a sign that education is not the same as common sense. Prince Leo Ozama says anything possible for government at all levels to create employment must be pursued vigorously because unemployment is the worst case uh, scenario. He thinks recreation, entertainment and education are great places for the government to invest in. All right, we'll take a look at more of your thoughts um, later on. But let me bring you our final story. Remember, I started by asking what the hell is going on? on in Edo State. Our third story is about the drama happening there. It started at the Edo State House of Assembly. Governor Godwin Obaseki has ordered contractors to remove the roof of the complex. He's accusing the APC, led by Osage Zeyamu and Adam Zoshomole, of attempting to hold an illegal House of Assembly sitting there. Now, let me give you some background because this thing did not start overnight. Eh? Obasaki had already closed down that complex, supposedly for renovation. But maybe it was because last week some members sat and impeached the deputy speaker. And apparently the police commissioner went down to the complex to reopen it, but was stopped by the deputy governor. Now, Obaseki is claiming that the police were working with the APC. He's saying that the APC wanted to sneak in a few members of the house with a fake mace and hold an illegal sitting. Probably to impeach him, so who knows? Nigerian politics, eh? <laughs> 
It'd be like broken record. Over and over and over. This same story. You go, you don't see her. You go see her here, go see her here, go see her here. Same story. Governor and House of Assembly clashing. Suddenly, the governor closes the House of Assembly complex and then some House members still try to meet and before you know, police don't enter the matter. It's happened in River State. We've seen that, right? It happened in River State recently. And it, it, it makes me ask if a governor should even be able to close the House of Assembly. Because don't forget that a legislature is supposed to be independent from the executive. So if a governor can order their complex to be closed for renovations or politics or whatever the reason, how independent are they? And if a governor should not be able to do this, what's the penalty? Because you can't even arrest a governor. They have immunity. The only penalty against a governor who is breaking the law is impeachment. But how can the assembly, how can the House of Assembly impeach a governor if he's even stopping them from meeting? Riddle me that. <laughs> and second of all, a lot of Nigerians are even asking, where is the line? Many Nigerians feel like the politicians will not hold anything sacred. Everything becomes fair game in politics. And they're asking, why is it like that? Why do politicians not restrict themselves? Now, I have heard some observers say that because nobody is checking the politicians, this is why this continues to happen. Nigerian politicians have simply gotten used to having their way, bulldozing everything, every institution in sight. Because who's going to check me, boo? Now, in this case, what do you think should happen? 0700-993-993-993. Is there anybody in this story who is right? Is the governor right? Are the House of Assembly members right? Should the governor have the right to close down the House of Assembly complex? I've got Dauda on the line. Hello, Dauda. Thank you so much for calling. Dauda, hello. Turn your radio off. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks for calling. This is my first time of calling. I'm glad. First of all, the first matter, the protester. Hmm. The point we need to protest about is the corruption that's going on in NDDC. To support this government, to protest against the corruption, is not to complain about the president. The president, all the president that be here, from Obasanjo to Buari, none of them ever, apart from Buari, talk about the foreign policy report of the NDDC. Is this very president? government that have a goal to look into what is going on in NDDC. So when we make government, when the, all the secrets now come out, what we need to do is to support the government. Now these people came up and protest against what? The protest must be that all those people behind the corruption in NDDC must come and they must be persecuted. The other one is the, 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 the governor of those states. Hmm. This man is a bad politician. On the other hand, we are expecting the activists not to just keep quiet and look out the wrong things these governors are doing. There must, there must be a check. How a governor will have a go to go and remove the roof of uh, uh, the National Assembly? 
Please, this is my take. It's funny. Anytime people come on here, they'll be complaining about the president. But the president changed all the possible to make sure that the corruption that be eating the roots of this country now mm. to come out. You must support the president and support this and to make sure that all those who are behind all this must, must come to book. Thank you. These are my, my, my own contribution. Thank you, Dauda, for calling us. Dauda is in Mushing. Obiara is on the line. Hello, Obiara. Sandra, my sister. How are you, sir? Good afternoon. Thank God. All we are seeing in Nigeria government is drama, drama every day. Please, I am begging. Is it not time for us to talk about referendum in this country so that we will know where we will fall apart? Is that how a country has been long? Every time we are hearing story, 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 story. Okay, look at the people are protesting now. This man who called now asking uh, that we should, we should protect Buhari or we should, ask, uh, we, not, should, we should not protest against him. Buhari gave you three, collected 15. Who the, the Buhari administration have jailed about uh, corruption? How much have been generated through the corruption? What happened about the whistleblower? Who among them that they have a jail? All Jews are kind of jail. It's not up to six months. He, 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 he came out. But a man who stole Maggie has spending only waiting trial for 25 years in Kirikiri. Which kind of country are we? I better let them bring a donation for us. Let us vote for the freedom in this country. We are tired of one Nigeria. Obiara, you cannot call me on air and talk about being tired of one Nigeria. What's wrong with you? There's a hate speech bill that requires me to pay five million for crying out loud. We've got uh, Taya from Ikorodu who says, how is a governor so powerful to shut down another arm of government? It means that uh, he can even wake up tomorrow to declare the judiciary non-existent. Same man refused to allow the swearing-in of some members of the House while he swore some in in the middle of the night. The more you look, the less you see. See, Tyra from Ikorodu, thanks for sending your message in. Primary duties of the Nigerian police force is to maintain law and order as well as protect lives and properties of the citizen. Therefore, with consideration to our societal values, I think there's need to inform the police force that there's a need for them to be available on a particular day. Of course, well-trained police officers who know their jobs will um, not deny a protest and I think the president should be called to order. Uh, Biola says it's true that our constitution gives room for protest because it's a way of relaying our displeasure and grievance to the appropriate quarters and this should not be violated. But from another angle, I think the reason for a permit from the police force is to safeguard the protesters from being harmed. In other words, this so-called protest could be hijacked by some unscrupulous elements who only want to use this avenue to commit crimes and other illicit acts. I think this is an excuse that we've given one too many times, Biola. And that's why the courts said you actually do not need to inform anybody that you want to protest you should just go ahead and protest except in an autocracy or dictatorship the right um, of citizens to protest against those in authority is both constitutional and democratic it is um, alienable that the state cannot take it away from them protest represents the feedback to the activities or policies of those who govern. Those in authority should respect the aspirations of those they govern because the people should be governed by rules of engagement. Chukudi Rakba says, Chukudi, thank you so much for sending your message in. Sandra, the problems of unemployment in Lagos 
should be approached holistically and power being the backbone of every viable business. As far as Revolution Now protest is concerned, I know when the real change comes, it will be total and final. Politics in Edo is becoming moribund and politicians there should seek for political bailout. Akinwumi Akintayo from Akumonjo says. You can call the live studio 0700-993-993-993. Good afternoon, President Sandra. The protesters are miscreants and irritants, just as uh, Femi Adeshino has said. Olufemi from Shasha. All right, Olufemi from Shasha. Thanks for sending your message in. We've got uh, this message here. Um... From Felix Nibeshe, who says, uh, this is total intimidation from the government. Good afternoon, Sandra. My name is Ade from Surulere. It is disgraceful, shameful, shocking and disgraceful to see such barbaric acts from the security agencies. It's very sad that we've the worst attorney general in office. As a lawyer, I'll hold the attorney general responsible for such unacceptable acts. It seems that the attorney general and his team don't know what the constitution says about the right to protest. It's obvious that we have the wrong people in offices and positions. That's why the country is in a mess. Protests must continue as it was civil uh, protests that built the foundation and structure of what America is about today. And civil protests are still happening in America. What are the government afraid of without demonstrations when we are supposed to be practicing democracy? The NBA and legal profession must rise up to save this nation from these corrupt people. People like Adeshino have to be very careful because his defense of the government is senseless, disgraceful and shameful. We must stop these evil people from putting their horrible knees on the necks of the citizens, preventing real progress and development in Nigeria. Enough is enough. Ade from Suruleri, thank you for sending your message in. We've got a lot of messages on on WhatsApp. My God, I'm, I'm not even sure I can get into all of them, but I'm going to do my best. Uh, Afolake from Igondo says, the government should invest in the agricultural sector. There's a lot to reform in that sector. Okay, we've got um, Precious in Lekki who says if they can provide power for these sectors, I believe they're going to be solving about 50% of the problems of these sectors. I agree with you. Sandra, let the government create skill acquisition programs. Let's let the young people go and learn good skills, Arinze says. Skill acquisition programs are things that I've heard a lot you know, for the longest time in this country, there's always some skill acquisition program after the other. And I never know, you know, um, um, the end game for those things. Because if you teach a person a skill and you don't provide an environment that enables them to put that skill to use, then um, you've wasted everybody's time, right? Right? Hmm. Adeshina should continue, somebody says. His phone will stop ringing soon. He should ask Ruben Abati. Tayo from Ikorodu says. <laughs> Tayo, thanks for sending your message in. Government should provide vehicles with government registered number plates at, avoid- at affordable fares for farmers, fruits, food, vegetable vendors. This will help to cut off overhead costs, thereby increasing demand and reducing malnutrition. Alex from VI says. Hmm, interesting. All right, we'll take one final call and then switch gears to League of Extraordinary Nigerians. How are you? Hello. Hello, Sandra. How are you? What's your name, sir? I'm John from Ebay. You're our last call, John. Okay. 
like additional. What he is saying, I don't understand him. Yeah. But um, well, just like the first, the last thing you made mention, very soon, 